0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 the zone. What a weekend of sports. So many stories, so many storylines, so many things going on. I don't even know where to start. I, don't know, I guess we could start Friday with the Utes and the Aggies both winning their divisions. We expected them to roll. They both rolled. Uh, Utah State probably feels better about their win than the Utes feel about theirs. But we'll hear from Kyle Whittingham in a minute. Uh, the Utes got the victory. And now they're off to Vegas to face Oregon. BYU got win number ten, so they got to feel good about that. Ten and two, a lot of injuries, need a lot of depth, need a lot of guys to come through. Maybe hadn't played that much. Release the Kraken, release McChesney. Three big carries at the end of the game and the game-winning touchdown. They beat USC 5-0 against the Pac-12, 10-2 on the year. I don't think they're going to a New Year's Six Bowl. I always thought that was a long shot. They need a lot of stuff to break their way, and it just doesn't look like stuff's breaking their way. But nonetheless, it's a 10-win season, and they're ranked in the top 15 teams in the country. With a bowl win, they might get to the top 10, but they got a lot of momentum. So you got to love that if you're BYU. And also, BYU beat Utah in basketball. Close game for a half, then in the second half, BYU pulls away and gets the win. We will hear from Mark Pope, the coach of the Cougars, coming up this morning as well. And the Jazz, a disaster of a loss Friday to New Orleans, put it on the list. They are racking up so many bad losses. Now They did bounce back Saturday and blew the Pelicans out, so... Maybe Friday was rock bottom, and now they turn it around and go on a roll from there and pile up a bunch of wins. But I've said that after they lost to Indiana, and i said that after they lost... Oh, never mind, I don't even want to recount all the times I've said that. But uh, they need to do it, because the Suns keep winning, and the Warriors keep winning. Warriors won again. They're 18-2. They're just winning 90% of their games. No big deal there so they're crushing it. Uh, we'll hear from the Jazz coming up as well. Alright, a lot to get to. Let's start with Kyle Whittingham at the podium after the Utes beat Colorado. They are 9-2 and two against Colorado in Pac-12 play. Absolutely dominated. Did not play their best game. Uh, thought they were really good on defense. Uh, didn't play their best game on offense, but it was good enough. They get the win and they're off to the Pac-12 title game. Here's Kyle Whittingham.
1: Okay, I thought our uh, defense played exceptionally well today. Um... 148 yards and uh, zero touchdowns, and so uh, it's about as good as it gets. I'm proud of those guys. Uh, Offensively, weren't as efficient and didn't execute quite as well as we have been over the last uh, stretch, six, seven weeks, but... uh, did enough to win the football game. Wasn't our best performance. Credit Colorado. Played hard. Uh, had a good plan coming in and uh, slowed us down a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's a, a good conclusion to the regular season. And, uh, like I said, did what we needed to do in the final analysis. Uh, and now we got to sit back and wait and find out who our opponent's going to be uh, this coming Friday down in Las Vegas. And uh, as soon as we know who that's going to be, then we'll get started. If not sooner, we'll, we'll start on, you know, some just – preliminary stuff uh, for all three teams and so we'll we'll figure that out as we go along so questions you've
2: played all three teams so I mean you've got tape at least on it what's what's it like to be able to just sit there and wait knowing that you do have some
1: planning available Uh, we wish we knew right this second so I can go over to the office right now and get started but but my understanding is, uh, you know, there's three different combinations or possibilities, and by 5 p.m. tomorrow, we should know. Uh, playing each of the teams, no advantage. I mean, they've played us as well, so so there really is no uh, big deal in, in that, as far as I can tell. And and uh, you know, of course, we we uh, didn't. So well against Oregon State, they played very well against us. Had the uh, got a win against the other two teams, but but uh, all that'll be out the window, and it'll be a you know this game will be its own entity, and we got to play well.
3: You want to bring some momentum with you to Vegas. One heat out of nine,
1: you think you guys would have done that? I think we have. I think we have, and uh, key was to stay healthy tonight. I believe we did that. We might have a few bumps and bruises, but but uh, we got a full week. Uh, it's not a short week, so we sh- should get some guys healed up. But uh, I think it was a positive ending to the season. Positive ending to a very positive season. But we still have work to do.
2: Britton said that uh, it was, you know naturally just hard to focus on this game with Pac-12 combat. I mean, obviously, you've got to get a win over Colorado, but Pac-12 mm-hmm. has always been your
1: goal and where you want to win. Yeah, well, the, the week of practice was outstanding. You know, there was no drop-off in work ethic or focus or concentration, and so that was an indicator that uh, you know, we, were, we had the right mindset. We just weren't as, as – uh, we didn't have the look in our eye like we did last week. You know? but, but we did, like I said, we did play well enough to win, and, and uh, again, Colorado deserves credit for, uh, for playing hard. Under 150 total yards, you got to be happy with that team. That's not easy to do. And uh, great job by our defense. And uh, I think they only had less than 10 first, yeah, nine first downs. And so uh, a lot of really good stuff by that defense. They were active, they flew around, and uh, you know just gave up those couple of field goals. And of course, the other touchdown came on another kickoff return, which was uh, something that we thought we had corrected, but uh, not tonight, not this afternoon.
2: Situations where there was a turnover on downs. Is that? more indicative of where things are
1: with the, the, the kicking team versus maybe just thinking you could get to it? I think it's both. Uh, it's uh, analytics, first of all. It's what we see in practice all week long with the field goal unit, uh, the confidence level. So there's a lot that goes into that but but predominantly it's analytics. I mean, that's the, that's the thing that, that uh, you know we lean on pretty heavily and uh, we I don't think we made a decision that went against the analytics tonight at all. I think it was all pretty much in line.
3: How cool was it to have the uh, 22 Forever decal on your guys' helmets as you guys play your last game in the
1: stadium? It was great. And uh, just to have that tribute one more time, to see that between the third and fourth quarters was awesome. It, it's, uh, you know, it's emotional for me every time I see it. And, and uh, you know, those guys, we love those guys. They're in the forefront of our minds all the time. And, uh, you know, to continue to memorialize them and pay tribute to them, is, I think it's awesome
3: talking to Britt and Covey, he, he said that uh, you guys have
1: turned something tragic into something beautiful. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that 100% and I think our, our players deserve so much credit for, for how they've gotten through this and and uh, the way they've handled it and just the the and the leadership on this team is really the, the ones that are responsible for that including Britt Covey, the captains, and all the other upperclassmen. Any more questions We'll see you in Vegas, if your budget allows.
0: All right, there is Kyle Whittingham. When we come back, a little basketball. We'll hear from Mark Pope and Quinn Snyder. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for a little basketball. Time to hear now from BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. They beat the Utes, a true road game. Get the road win. Those count a lot more than home wins. Actually, they count more than the neutral courts victories, but they count a lot more than the home game. So good for BYU to go on the road and get a win. It's not only really so much about making the NCAA tournament for them. We'll have to see how it plays out. There's a lot of basketball to go, but it's probably more about seeding. Uh, here's Mark Pope after BYU pulls away from Utah in the second half and wins the game. Can, can we ask you how
3: brave the officials were here this year? Uh, I yeah, my, yeah. My <laughs> that's right. that's going to haunt me for the, of, for the rest of forever, but that's okay. These rivalry games are great. They're super emotional. They're always tough. You throw the rankings and the stats and everything out the, outside out the window, and um, they're just always tough. And this is a—you know, craigs a, a terrific coach, and he's going to—he's going to bring unbelievable life back into this program. It's going to make the rivalry. Better and better and better. So we're just, super we came in here and the guys fought and fought hard. What do you attribute the rebound margin? Yeah and Utah is an unbelie- they're the sixth ranked rebounding team percentage wise in the country and um, and so you know we knew that coming in We, you know it's every single it's so funny it's been the first thing on our board every single game legitimately for us because we just have faced great rebounding team after great rebounding team and this was the highest rated rebounding team we faced I think it hurts them clearly it hurts them not to have um, um, Marco, Anthony. Marco Anthony sorry yeah, Marco Anthony yeah. and Dusan certainly it hurts them. Those are their best two rebounders, so that hurts them. But our guys have our guys have been successful so far this season in successful against everybody on the glass, and it's saving us because there's some other things we're not doing great right now. But you know we started this season with a you know our analytics we go so deeply in depth and we just reduced it in a sense of no better less worse. We talk about it every single day, and today we crushed a no better less worse. We only had eight turnovers. Uh, seven or eight. Seven or eight. And maybe eight turnovers. And, and we had, you know, 18 offensive rebounds. And that's a whole lot of better. Things seem to open up a little bit offensively in the second half. Um, Caleb told us it was pace. Yeah. Is that what, what happened? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. You feel this all the time. You come into, you know, this is our first true road game, and it also is a rivalry game. So it was just, you know, you walk into the gym, and there's, it's a different energy. Like, we played in front of way bigger crowds in our own arena, but the energy is different. And um, our guys didn't respond to that energy great. Um, you know, what happened was everything in the game of basketball, Everything, the gravity is trying to pull you away from pace. The other team's physicality and athleticism and length is trying to pull you away from pace. Your own nervousness is pulling you away from pace. Uncertainty is pulling you away from pace. The gra- energy of the crowd can pull you away from pace. So we'll get... And better uh, dealing with that. We we had we, we had way better pace in the second half than we did in the first. That's guys sprinting the ball screens. That's guys cutting hard. That's guys coming off ball screens and really aggressively looking to get downhill instead of just taking one bounce and just moving it on. All those things are so crucial the way we play, and we're going to get better
4: at it. What do you think of Caleb Loner's performance yeah. and coming back here with the history and
3: everything? Yeah, I couldn't be more proud of Caleb. I mean, you know, his road is not easy, right? He's he's uh, uh, you know he's he just is such a diligent worker and he's, he's he's got so much ability to his game that it almost makes it harder because there's so much you can do and so he's done a nice job, especially the last two other games, kinda honing in on his home pace. And for him to roll in here and have a double double and be so dominating on the glass I and mean, decision only one turnover, his decision making is so good. His defense elite level, you know, he one through four all balling changes almost the whole second half. And so he's got to guard every different guy on the floor and he's a elite level defender so all those things I was super proud of him and happy for him.
5: Did you guys take better advantage of the focus they had defensively on Alex the second because it seemed like they were trying to make some other guys beat. Yeah and
3: then that's okay it actually helps us with our spacing sometimes you saw some open rolls were hard because we're putting Alex in the tag position and so guys are like wait I can't go tag and so all of a sudden Gav's getting an open roll Fu's getting an open roll, Caleb getting an open roll and so you know we can move him around Tijon gives us such a lot of luxury of kind of manipulating where outs. is. You notice that we don't have to have the ball in his hands. He can actually be really effective without the ball in his hands. Clearly, he's super effective with the ball in his hands. Too.
0: How important was it for Lucas to
6: have 18 points? I think that's his season high. Yeah,
3: and, you know, he's gone 17 and 18 the last two games. Yeah, exactly. is that 18 and 18. And um, so uh, it's really important. And, and and listen, like, Alex is creating a lot of that space for him. And so teams have to choose. They're like, are we going to let him get downhill to rim or are we going to actually get off the gap? So, you know, one, Utah and a lot of teams, they'll, they'll handle a ball screen with a weak side tag or a strong side gap to him. Handle the ball handle with a strong side gap, and, the, and they handle the the roll with a weak side tag. But if Alex Barcelo is a strong side gap, and you make the conscious decision not to not to mess with him, then there's no there's nobody to handle the ball screen, right? And so, and if, and if, if you if, if you avoid the tag because you want to stay on, him, there's nobody to handle the tag, and that gets really complicated, right? You can mix it up and move it around a hundred different ways, and things happen fast on the court, and so it's it's costly to, on this team the way we play to make a commitment. Zig Alex Barcelo. To Game because you're giving guys layups and rolls. You guys are national ranked six zero. Is this team where you thought it would be at this stage of the season? Um, I, I'm, I'm way more proud. Of, uh, you know, I was hoping we'd be a great team on the glass. I was hoping last year's team was going to be a dominant team on the glass, and we were really good. This team has a chance to be great, um, so I'm really pleased with that. I'm really pleased with our defensive effort. We were a little scattered in the first half, but I thought we did better. Still, we broke some rules in the second half. Um, you know, I feel like offensively we can get way better. You know, I mean, it's, it's crazy because we're so effective on the offensive glass and because we're not turning the ball over, we're still a top 25 offensive team when it feels like we're not playing beautiful basketball like we have, in, you know, traditionally. and So we'll get there. The ceiling's really high for this group. Any concern with the three-point shooting? No. Um, you know, listen, it's three-point shots are hard to read. That, right? So, and especially, the other thing that we've talked about a lot is, let's say you say a couple of my guys aren't shooting well so you're going to kind of and sag off him. Guess what? It's really hard. You know, every game that we're having three or four or five offensive rebounds from the three point line, meaning our guys started the three point line, line, and when you're not locked in your guy, it gets really hard to block a guy out when he's got three or four steps of steam getting to the rim, and our guys are going so hard right now, it's going to come. Like, I'm not worried about it. You know, uh, Gideon George has his shot well, but he made a massively huge three today, right? It was really important in a crucial moment of the game. Like, these guys are going to shoot it better and better and better and in the meantime if they keep doing their job on the glass like they are it's pretty special this this, this team we got to get better but in the first six games we've rebounded really well more, more, would you say more better mo better less worse yes so the idea is so it's just this simple we were on Sacramento State actually Sacramento State Sacramento King sorry we did a big uh, thing and that's where we've done that we do that with a lot of NBA teams but it just happened to be that. when they talked about how they've been really working hard for the last 10 years in the league to get more efficient shots right and so it's kind of tapped out now it's like nobody gets anything but besides twos right and so it's kind of like they've tapped out they've almost ceilinged out on it so now the emphasis is how can I make My roster get more shots by protecting the ball and get more offensive rebounds. How can I get more and and more steals, right? And so, 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 reducing all of our like our foundation that we keep coming back to is we get more shots and better shots, and are we giving up less shots and giving up worse shots? That's the goal. All the analytics actually push you back to that very simple statement. So, he said "Mo
0: better" because it just sounds swaggy. There is Mark Pope, BYU basketball coach, as the Cougars remain unbeaten and give the Utes their first loss. Now, the Jazz lost on Friday, but they won big on Saturday night. Quinn Snyder, after the game, after the Jazz pick up the win. You
5: know, for every team and certainly for us, you know, particularly of late, you know, our ability to understand that, you know, how we approach the game and how we play the game um, is something that hopefully we have, you know, more control over. There's often, there's a lot of things that happen in the game, but, you know, the things that were different tonight than last night are the things um, that we need to have focus on and continue to make them important no matter who we're playing, you know, whatever the score is that, on those things, that's a, that's a habit too. So it's, it's a, it's a level of, and it's a mental habit, but it, it's something that, um, that we have to continue to cultivate. And, you know, the, the, the difference is not going to be who we run a play for at a given time or who's making a shot or, you know, there, there are things that are more intangible than that. Um, you know, and we're going to continue to have teams that are, up to play us, you know, and prepared to play us. And, you know, that's an opportunity for us to to get to get better. We can't allow those things to, to splinter us. The game's hard enough. Well, I, I think, you know, I think everybody was focused on um, the details of the game that could help the team. I mean, our, our focus was on the group, um, whether that is – You know, the the simplest things, the simplest executional detail, um, you know, being spaced two feet to your left instead of standing where you are, you know, running harder in transition, passing the ball ahead, you know, all the things that that I know we know how to do, um, but we just have to make them important because when they're important, you know, you're just going to do them more. And when we do those things more, we you know, we get the kind of results we had tonight as opposed to last night. So, um, you know, that's that's the challenge for a group. We've got a lot of guys that, you know, are capable of scoring the ball and not everybody's going to get shots each game. Not everybody's going to score each game. You know, it's just that's the reality of, you know, what our team is. You know, Rudy Gobert tonight, I think, got four shots, you know, because Valentinus was back, you know, basically underneath the rim, it's determined not to let him get below the. But our guards did a better job of making reads in the lane and having our eyes out, and so everybody plays a role. And you know, you can't get outside your role on a given play um, because it's going to change every every possession. There's going to be different things that need to be done, and the way that we want to play you know, requires everybody to, to do that, you know, and we can't lose our resolve to do those things because we're individually not getting something out of the game that that we want. It has to be, you know, a collective, collective mindset. And frankly, with the group we have, um, you know, those, it's, those things are challenging, you know, because we've got a lot of guys that can make plays and, um, and shoot the ball. And, but if that's what we're about, you know, that that's not going to be enough, you know, maybe enough on a given night, but that's not the team that we need to be in order to win on the level we need to win on.
2: What was the process over the last 24 hours to kind of share that message with them of like, Hey, this is about the collective.
5: Yeah. I I, I think it, you know, talked about, I don't, the difference between being self-centered and selfish. We're not a selfish team but I think we, as people, you know, can, can have that. That's, that's probably our nature, you know, is to think about ourselves and um, to the extent that, you know, tonight we are thinking about our teammate and thinking about the team. That's one of the beautiful things about, you know, this game is that, you know, when the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, you know, and that's what, that's what it felt like tonight. So I don't think there's anything magical about it. You know, I think, um, we've got a core group of guys that have experienced that and know it, um, you know, deep in their bones. Um, and we've got some, some new guys that, um, you know, I, I think are adapting to that and, and want to be a part of that. So, um, but I, it's not like, it's not just easy. You know, I think that it requires a level of commitment and the level of, um, you know, selflessness, and for our team, because of the way we're built, that's even more important. You know, it's it's more valuable to us when we can do it um, because we get those types of possessions that we're all. You know, that's the neat thing. If you say jazz basketball, we we kind of know what that looks like. Um, so when it's not happening, you know, sometimes it's not happening is. Frequently as others do to whatever external circumstances. But we know what that means. And those guys, you know, I think really responded to that tonight, you know, and we were, we were more connected in a lot of ways. And that's, that's what we get, even in the littlest things, setting screens, you know, pick and roll defensively. And it feels good. It's gratifying to, to play that way, not just to win, but to play that way. Focus and continuity of effort. They have big talking points. recently. those were more theirs than I was. I I, I think just not to correct you, Eric, but I think consistency of effort. I think, frankly, continuity is is can be overrated. Um, We're not the same team as we were last year. Like to the extent that you bring back a core group of guys, everybody's different. You know, everybody's had different experiences from the time the playoffs ended, you know, to this year. So I think that, because of that, um, you know, that finding a, a new level of consistency is, is something we have to work towards. And you know, that that you know, to to do that, you have to be really focused. And you know, we've got to be clear about what those things are. And I think tonight. Um, the biggest thing I can say for us offensively is that we make quick decisions. You know, if the ball stops, if we shot fake, if we, you know, try to figure out what we want to do next, um, you know, that slows down that process for us. So whether it's shoot it, pass it, you know, or drive it, if those decisions can come quickly, um, that's where we find, um, you know, that connectivity and that, that takes a lot of focus.
0: There's jazz coach Quinn Snyder. Here's their star player, Donovan Mitchell.
5: You know, it
6: was good to feel that, it was good to to play that way. And now he's got to continue to do it uh, again and again. What was some of the conversations like from last night to, to, to game time today? Honestly, I kind of knew it was going to end up like this tonight because no, we didn't really say much. It was kind of quiet. You know, I was, was like, Abnormally quiet pregame. You know, you hear chatter like but like once we broke it down, brought it in or whatever. Um we guys just sat there and just kind of got in their their zone, you know, and that's when you kind of knew uh that we had to answer. And we did, you know, we did a lot of things right uh tonight. <laughs> we played a full game tonight. And like I said, you know, we did what we're supposed to do tonight. We took care of business, but you know, I think we're all like, okay, this is good, but you know, we got a test Monday. You know, and we got to be able to do this, put this performance together Monday and the is coming forward. But this is a good start. What's the
7: keys to
2: that, then? Like translating this
6: so that it's not so up and down. Just look, Like I said last night, the focus was there, the energy intensity. Um, um, shots were falling, which always helps, don't get me wrong, but you have five guys, you know, double figures, whatever, that, that helps. But, you know, we were locked in. We were honing in on what we had to do, getting hits, getting rebounds, getting stops. And then we got out and pushed and transition. That's the game we're supposed to play. That's the game we've been playing, and we just did it at a high level tonight. Um, and you know we'll take it tonight, but we gotta we gotta get ready for Monday. What
2: felt different for you personally?
6: Um, just slowing down. You know, I, I feel like I watched the film of last night's game, and when I talked to you guys, I felt worse than what it looked like to me. To be honest with you, um, outside of maybe five shots. I wasn't really, I wasn't really upset with the looks I got. I missed a bunch, um, you know. Uh, some decisions I think were were a little subpar. Um, I think the best, biggest thing was just being aggressive, attacking in attack mode. I missed some finishes that I made tonight. You know, and now on top of that, I was guarding, you know, a little bit differently. So for myself, it was like, okay, you know, you're taking those steps and, you know, just taking it day by day. And when you're going through, you know, a shooting slump or whatever, it's just time to double down on what you do and work and film and not really get over, you know, overreact to it. You know, I had a good game tonight and I got to do it on Monday. I got to do it the day after that. So not really... You know, it's good to have a good game, but at the end of the day, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I got to go out there and do it again.
2: The shots were falling. The
0: ball was moving and popping. How much of that had to do with your team's perimeter defense? New Orleans didn't even make a three-pointer until like in the third quarter. Yeah, I
6: didn't notice that until until the fourth. Um, You know, like I said, we were locked in and focused. And we're that team for 48 minutes, we're a pretty tough team to beat. Um, it, acts, and it helps that we made shots, but I feel like if, if we hadn't made a three-pointer all game, but we guard like that, we would have been in a good position to win the game anyway. You know, I feel like that's how good our defense was. We're talking, communicating, getting hits, rebounding. Um, so that that's what's ultimately takes us to the next level. The shooting is going to be there. It's going to happen. It's going to come off until come, but defensively, we got to be that team all the time. Joe, it's
4: just so good. Offensive glass, and
2: then, you know, you guys are searching really good. there out there guarding a lot, between you and Joe were fighting there. Are you guys talking about how to make that happen and, and kind of... Yeah, just, just making
6: it tough. It starts with the ball pressure. Really did a good job of that. You know, Biggs, him and H, just being able to make the pass a wild pass. And you know you come in, you know, weak side guys coming in and help. It's not just the two people involved in the action. It's the weak side. There's so many different things to it to kind of make it tough. Um, he's a talented player, you know, especially they recognize that from last night. We started switching um, with Brandon Ingram. And they didn't really take advantage of it too much last game. Um, even their commentators were talking about it. And I think they made it a point to try and go there. And we did a good job of just being able to make it tough. You know, at the end of the day, I'm 6'2". He's seven feet, you know, and, and we're not as tall. But at the end of the day, just making it tough. Um, you know, Royce did a really good job of that last game on him. You know, every time he got switched, we kind of just was like, you got it. And that's what we we do with Royce. So, um, just making it tough. And just, just like I said, our defensive and pressure and intensity just made it tough on him. What are the things that you guys do most consistently to make the ball for the Well, First off, we just run. You know, uh, when you run and you don't have to call player possession after a make, that changes the game as well. You know, and then you come down and you're moving the ball, quick passes and just playing free and playing easy. And um, I think that was it tonight, just moving the ball, just swing, swing, side to side and not really overthinking, just go out there and playing free. I want to triple the watch uh yeah i'm not gonna lie but you know at the end of the day um we took care of business so i didn't have to even get to that point um that's what i'm happy about you know we took care of what we need to take care of um we haven't had one in a while i I do know that um so we'll see who, who gets it um but i was close in three quarters so we'll see maybe monday at the end of the day
2: take care of business if you want to get everyone involved and it's
6: not about sex. would you like to be the one to get that'd be it? cool i mean i've never had one in my career i don't think so i mean that'd be cool to have one you know for the first time uh but you know at the end of the day whoever gets it gets it you know it'd be cool to have it it'd be cool for me to do it my first time uh but if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't just trying to contribute
0: to a win All right, there is Donovan Mitchell. There's some basketball for you as the Cougars beat the Utes on Saturday and the Jazz blow out the Pelicans and split two games with New Orleans on Friday and Saturday. When we come back, the Cougars get the win in the L.A. Coliseum. You'll hear from Kalani Sataki as well as Tyler Algier, quarterback Jaron Hall, Max Tooley as well. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. Late in the second quarter, it looked like BYU was going to blow USC out. They had the lead. They were driving. If they score there, they got the ball to start the third quarter. Uh, I'm sure there were Cougar fans thinking it's 28-10. It could be 35-10. It'll be over. Except they threw a pick. USC kicked a field goal. And USC ended up making a game right to the bitter end. But BYU gets the win. They get out of the Coliseum with their 10th win of the year. Let's hear from the Cougars now. Star running back Tyler Algier, the quarterback Jaron Hall, Max Tooley, and head coach Kalani Sataki right here on The Zone. Yeah,
2: it seemed like tonight you guys – when it counted most, even if you guys gave up field position, you were able to kind of step, like just stem the tide offensively, or defensively, I should say. How much do you trust your defense in those situations?
8: I mean obviously, uh, um, you know we're all about sudden change, you know things happen, big plays happen um, defensively there's there's nothing much you can do when they're down there, but you know minimalize the the reward for them um, and coming away on the first drive, especially with a field goal you know, that was a that was a tiring drive i'll be honest, I was gassed, and I was like i don't know if I was ready for the full game, but um, you know, we just trust in our guys, we trust in everybody to, to do their 111th and, uh, you know, trust the, the offense as well that they'll come back and, uh, score a touchdown, whatever they need to do, so. Lonnie, well, what led to you
7: going with Jackson on that final drive in the there? Well, Tyler was just spent, he could see that he was just so tired and, and, uh, he's been banged up all year long and so, um, we just needed him to, I think he's running on fumes at that time, you know, and, and, uh. The, the fumble. I mean, the, uh, credit to USC. They're bringing a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of physicality to the game and tackling. While well. they, they're striking him really hard, and, and um, I think he just he knew at that moment that he probably wasn't ready to go. And um, we trust Jackson McChesney to get in there, and make plays, and obviously broke tackles and scored a touchdown for us. And uh, we, we feel like we have a lot of depth on this team, and and even at that position. So uh, I was just proud of our guys stepping up but <clears throat> Tyler I'm that's a true leader when he knows that uh, he could possibly hurt the team and that he needed the rest that you know just giving the uh, opportunity to Jackson um, was huge so uh, that that's a true sign of a leader. <coughs> I mean,
0: you haven't had to you get a come from behind win in almost two years uh, where
2: you have to come from behind what does that say about your guys this year's team?
7: Well, I mean, I'm just really proud of the guys. You know, you look at the um, stats and, and, and we're, we're down a bunch of guys on defense. And, and um, not to make a lot of excuses, but I mean, we're missing, you know, Keenan, uh, Ellis and Keenan Pelia, We're missing uh, Chaz, we're missing, you know, Peyton, we're missing Zoe. So there's a bunch of guys that we're missing. And so we have to rely on, on, um, on uh, our depth, you know. And, and so to have uh, Max and, and Ben step up and get 13 tackles each, that's huge. Um, but you saw a lot of guys chip in and, and, and make plays and um, we had to use a bunch of different guys and, and with, the, with the schedule and how tough it was for us to uh, play the style of football that we play, just sometimes guys get banged up and, and we knew that we were going to get <clears throat> USC's best shot. They, this is their senior night and um, credit to their coaches and credit to their players for stepping up and being really, really competitive but they're fighting for ball eligibility. There's a lot to play for, for them and for us. And, glad that we were able to you know fight back and get this win because it was it was looking pretty uh you know pretty bad but once we regained our composure i thought the guys rallied back and and we felt really positive about getting this win
2: coach you mentioned um death in the defense because of how much guys how much guys are missing for you guys right now um what's the message to to kind of the group of maybe guys who don't have as much experience playing time when you know, they do have to step up and
7: they do have to come up in moments like we did today. Yeah, if you're looking at the guys that actually participated and contributed on the field, I mean, we, we played with a lot of um, down-the-line guys, meaning that guys that, that had to, and, and not just start the game, but we had to use some guys that that we probably haven't seen a lot early in the season, you know, and that's just, like I said, I credit them for, for um, getting better and, and, and developing even during the season. You know, we, we felt really good about the, the pr- progress that we saw from a lot of different people like Jacob Robinson and <clears throat> Jacob Boren I'm talking about defensively they just I saw them Matt Criddle Evan Henneman a lot of those guys stepped up Caleb um, you know uh, so Caleb Hayes did some great things for us at corner and Elo and, and Isaiah Heron I mean there's a lot of guys defensive backfield we played a lot of man coverage and put them in an island and get some great great athletes and uh, they held their, held their own it we could be a pretty good defense if we can just uh, rely on our corners to, to play some man-lock-up, uh, man-man defense sometimes. I
4: mean, do you feel like the
0: team deserves a chance to get a New Year's Six balls in
7: that Yeah, I don't control any of that. All I know is that um, we played well enough to get one more game together as a team. And so uh, I don't I don't know who's in the decision-making. I mean, there's a committee, obviously, but uh, we're just going to just be thankful for the one opportunity to play. Uh, these guys deserve it and, and we're going to utilize the uh, extra time to, to develop more players and um, be ready to, regardless of where it is. I'm just, uh, these guys know that we're just really thankful for that uh, one more game that we've earned to uh, be together and, and um, have some more fun. we get getting 60 more minutes to play. Last couple questions
9: for Max again because I'm going to take him. Max, you have to see on the final play there where
1: you guys came
8: up with the stuff. You know, I mean, it was actually a tough one for me. I mean, I was uh, taking a beating all game and, uh, you know, it came down to it. And, you know, coach decided to to not put me in for the last play. And uh, that's that's his decision. And I I respect that. I mean, he did what's best for the team in the end. And, uh, you know, like like we've been talking about depth. We have guys that stepped in and we, we believe in, we have confidence in them and there was no doubt in my mind we were going to get that fourth down stop and win the game so i think just relying on our on our depth and uh you know it, it paid off in the end
2: max uh, you guys had a i think it was a 15 point lead in, somewhere in the third quarter what do you think defensively kind of happened where they kind of came back and were able to take that take that lead, lead?
8: i mean yeah it's just Football is a crazy game, you know. It, it can flip in in a blink of a set, in a blink of an eye, you know. Um, one one momentum play, one big play for them, and uh, next thing you know, they're they're driving down and scoring a touchdown. You know, that's just how college football is. And I think, you know, obviously you don't want to lose uh, that 15 point lead or whatnot. But I mean, we rallied back. We trusted the process. We uh, you know, we just trusted uh, that our offense would get handled. Um, and you know we let everything play into place so.
7: anything else for max oh one more yeah 5-0 it's Pac-12. you know you had to put it over an ACC program as well what do you feel like this season has kind of set about the status of BYU football
8: yeah i mean you know in the past yeah, especially last year a lot of people talking about how we didn't have too many hard games and you know i think this year was just a year to prove that we can play against power five teams Obviously, we, we uh, went five now against the Pac-12. That's a successful season in my eyes. But yeah, going and um, beating up these uh, power five teams, that's uh, something only you can dream of. So we're happy. Max, did you think it
0: was realistic at the beginning
8: of this season to have five over Pac-12? Absolutely. I think if you ask any defensive player, any offensive player, we we're confident we could you know, run the table if we needed to. Um, you know, Things happen but i don't think anybody doubted us uh within the program that we wouldn't win any of those games um, so we we knew that we had what what it takes to to go and win and we did it you had the number two overall
0: pick in the draft lead for
7: you just what can you say about this well I, th- I think that uh you know and, and appreciate the question but the uh I can't control what people think of our schedule and all that stuff. I mean, last year, I think people just wanted to make it a lot of, um, they, they look at our schedule, didn't think it was tough enough. Well, those teams are doing pretty good this year, you know, so UTSA is doing well, Western Kentucky is doing well, so there's, I think there's a, a, there's a needs to be a high level of respect in the game of football, but that's okay. We, we, we just go to work, and we, uh, we, people assume that this is going to be a rebuild year, but... Uh, I know Jaron felt like this was an opportunity for him to to show what he can do and and, um, same thing with Tyler and the rest of the guys so it felt good we we felt like we have some depth on our team we lost a lot of guys to the NFL Uh, five draft picks and and, uh, what eight free agents so a lot of teams were returning the production we didn't but we returned a lot of good young men and and hard workers Uh, these guys uh, I just knew that they just needed their moment, <clears throat> Jaron included, and uh, they would they would seize the opportunity. So here we are now, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, you know them make more plays. We got one more game together, so it's going to be a lot of fun. not
0: to remind you of it, but what happened that
7: caused you to get the My penalty. Oh, I lost my cool. That's all right. Son, the refs. How much I love them. I don't, I guess that's not the right time to do it. <laughs> it wasn't my best moment, but, uh, you know, there's just, I think every coach wants to fight for their guys. And so uh, just there's some things that I thought could have been called differently and some things that I was seeing that, that they weren't, but it's okay. I, being a ref is hard. I get it. And sometimes you have to deal with the coach that's uh, getting a little too excited. I guess on that one, I stepped out on the field too far. And so I just, I'll try to be careful next time. But. I'm not perfect. Yeah, stop laughing. <laughs> these guys going to make me run or something. I know it. <clears throat> you know, we make mistakes, right? And so uh, just remember when, I, when you guys make mistakes, I'm nice to you guys, right? So they'll be great. The, the boys, they, they kept telling me that they're going to they're gonna get my back. So um, <clears throat> I'm human. But uh, I'm really grateful that these guys kept fighting. And they, they kept coming, you know, they never quit. I'm glad we got the win. It was a lot of fun. I knew you were going to remind me of that. <laughs> Any more questions? That's it? You, know, okay, you guys can ask them. Oh, okay, okay one more. Yeah, so, for, for you, Coach, back to back, 10 win, 10 plus win season. You now, having played for Coach Edwards and how much success he had at BYU, how much do you play for impact on you in terms of how to continue the, the program going season to season, season you know, in this fashion? Right? Well, I, I mean, I appreciate you bringing up Lavelle Edwards, um, mentor of mine, and, and I, I wish, <clears throat> wish, he was still alive. You know, but um, he, he he was had a huge impact in my life um, as as a when I was a fan cheering for BYU, and, and as a player, I, I felt like I grew so much, you know, being under his, um, his his tutoring and mentoring, and, and I'm just trying my best to. to I, I, you know, there's nothing original about me. I'm stealing a lot of his ideas and, and the culture that he had in place when, I mean, the guy like our athletic director played with him. Uh, I mean, not to make seem old, Tom, but we were way before me. But Tom and I speak the same language because we got to play under that head coach and, and, and we had the same um, experience, you know, being able to grow and learn from uh, from him being just, the, just him and his staff being so good to us. And so... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to, to to do what he did for me and, and do it for these guys, and I, I'm been really thankful. I get, I get to coach some great kids, so I, I feel very blessed to, to be here and, and uh, be around these, these young men.
2: Jaron, as, as an offensive player, as an offensive player, you get to watch from the sidelines, the defense do its job. Tonight, it seemed like the defense really, at, in big moments, was were able to either stop a drive or <coughs> allow less points. Like like a field goal instead of a touchdown, things like that. When you're watching them throughout the whole season, how much trust has you, have you kind of gained in, in that defense to come up
9: when it really matters? Well, a lot of trust from game one. Our defense has done, uh, done a great job. Um, I, you know, I think when when we haven't played our best offensively, defense has, and so I think that's what's helped us, you know, be so successful this year. Is it hasn't just been one side of the ball doing one thing and, and offense scoring a bunch of points to win these games with a defense. Has really been slept on a lot um, from the outside, and we see every day the work they put in. Um, you look at the scoreboard, how they're holding a lot of these good offenses to, to low points, and so um, tonight they stepped up and at a big time, and especially in the game, it doesn't get much bigger than that. You know, needing to stop on fourth down uh, when there are other teams about to score, and they did it. So that just speaks to the coaching, the way they set them up. Um, everyone's aware of the depth our defense has. So seeing the guys that you know didn't play a lot early in the year step in and make big plays. I mean, I could think of five, six guys right now just watching out there. Um, that that you know stepped up and made big plays. So I'm super happy for all those guys on defense. They deserve it. Um They made big plays when they needed to. That's, that's why we won the game.
8: Aaron, was maybe running through
0: your mind when we took the field to that final drive to, to that comeback?
9: I'm oh, sorry, one more time.
0: Just when you took the field for the last time, yeah. to leave that comeback. Maybe what was running through your mind because
9: that's a spot you haven't been in. in yeah. Yeah. yeah just stick to our basics. You know, a Raw was going to dial up good plays. Uh, just take one play at a time. Um, You know just get behind that big old line find a lot of energy, and I I think that was it really was was just getting the energy back Um, You know, and that's when we play our best is when we're high energy. I'm getting the ball to Tyler um, And then throwing off of that, so uh, I think just came together well And you know it was an easy march down the field and making plays we usually do When you talk
8: about energy, what how did
0: the team respond when they saw Kalani get that? uh, Little (laughs) chippy with the the
9: refs. Hey, man, I don't know what player wouldn't want to see his coach showing that kind of love and energy Okay Kalani might think he was in shadow, but I think that's his best self sometimes in those situations. <laughs> so um, we we live we live and die for for Coach Kalani and, and all our coaches for that matter. Um, but when we see something like that, it gets you fired up. It really does, you know, because you know that he's got your back and then you can just go play free and, and not worry about making mistakes with on. Tyler, how are you holding up out there? Obviously,
0: they had Jackson come in at the end. Uh, did you have
4: gone or did you just coach said you were spent? You have anything left the court. Oh wait, I was what? Did you have anything left in the tank oh no I', had, I, had, I would say I had nothing in to tank but it was uh it was, a, it was a tough game you know they were really physical you know shout out to you, the USC they were a really physical defense and they literally brought it to us but you know we ended up uh, just punching them in the mouth and just doing doing our thing and Jackson was just really just just ready from the get-go ready from the get-go so you know just grateful for him and what he does and really just had a successful night.
0: You guys have
9: seen a bunch of different defenses this year. Maybe where does USC stack up among some of the defenses you've faced this season? You or me? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, honestly, I mean, again, we, we spoke to this all week. You should not look at these guys' record to based on how good of a team they are. They're just as talented as some of the best teams in the country, and, and we felt it tonight, man. I know time's a little banged <laughs> up. I'm feeling banged up. They're a big physical team. From from every position on defense, um, they're really really talented, really athletic. They played hard from beginning to the end, um, and so they gave us a, they gave us a fight. And luckily, we were ready for it. Our coaches, you know, saw through everything and prepared us really well. But uh, no one should take any credit away from them. That's a really good defense. They're gonna have a lot of guys that play in the NFL, um, and so you know, props
4: to them.
0: Tyler, what do you think of Jackson's performance coming in in that moment?
4: Yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, he literally just stepped on the pedal and literally took as much opportunity that he had, and literally did that. You know, and he ended up scoring, scoring some. Blues. He ended up scoring, so that was even even better. You know, the little top. I literally just like frosting to the cherry right there, or cherry of the cupcake, whatever, <laughs> whatever that goes. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, no, I'm proud. Of you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was great. You know, just seeing that guy literally just perform from being injured, and then that was literally what. His second game with him playing, or I spent, or on offense, and, you know, literally just making the most of his opportunity, and I think that's what, literally, that's a, that's, a, that's what this team is. really just taking making the most out of every opportunity from, whether you're in the def three or even below, you know, what we always know that our guys are going to be ready. So I, I saw a tweet that
2: said that you guys in the locker room are playing California Love. Is that
7: true?
4: No, I, don't, I don't know. Probably I got into the locker room say, late. Say, so. it's true. We played a lot of songs in California.
7: We have a lot of guys on our team in California. Well. Alright. You guys Thanks. feel like you're, there's a bunch of people on social media saying that you guys are the Pac-12 South. You to to uh, we're, just, I'm
8: about to
5: we're
7: just happy to play hmm. the game. I, I, we're not going to get into that stuff. We, we have too so much respect for them. For football and for this conference to to make statements like that, it's we're we're gonna always try to be classy the way we handle things. Listen, it was it was was an honor playing those teams and those guys. It was an honor playing those teams, and, and it, it's not easy making a schedule. So we appreciate all those teams that put us on their schedule and, and, and worked with our administration and our athletic director to get us on that schedule. So uh, we're not going to sit here and, and, and talk down to anything other than respect for, for the Pac-12 and all the other conferences, everybody that played us. Uh, we were an independent, so they didn't have to. So we have a lot of appreciation and gratitude for them as well. So uh, it was an, a great experience for us to be here in the Coliseum playing end of November nice weather you know um, right felt great. Beautiful so great so so we're, we're just really, really really happy for for the opportunity and we're just keeping it at that How
9: about those fans? <coughs> they're awesome
7: uh, yeah fans on both sides are great It was just great to see all our fans here we have a lot of players from from Southern California and, and um, we obviously have a lot of fans out here too so uh, I'm just happy to, that, that they're able to be here and, and I'm glad we got the win for them our, our players love playing uh, for these fans for Cougar Nation and um, it was just a lot of fun to see them cheer and to be happy. We, we like making our fans happy. Alright,
0: there's your Cougar postgame thoughts after they beat the USC Trojans. USC falls to 4-7. and seven. They will not go bowling, but they did get a new head coach and we will get to that coming up in what is trending. The numbers for him and SC's tired of losing. Lincoln Riley, get yourself out of that meat grinder that is the SEC West. Here's a gazillion dollars come to the Pac-12. So, we'll get to that next. What is trending? All the headlines on the way, plus an NIL Monday. we got to check in with Samson Nakua and also with Nick Ford, the Ute and the Cougar, who join us every week. Stay with us. A lot to come. Still here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.